0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Anthony Fauci did two things today that make absolutely no sense. We will tell you about them. And Minneapolis is burning after the latest officer-involved shooting, and the mob is on the march. So why was the officer's name revealed so soon? And a filmmaker says he is pulling his production from Georgia. So, what white dominated city will he move his production to now? All of this and more right here on Dr. Gina Primetime. Good evening, everybody. Just two days after a man named Dante Wright was shot and killed by police. While trying to resist arrest, the town of Brooklyn Center just outside Minneapolis has two resignations. The police chief resigned today, and the officer, Kim Potter, who shot Dante Wright, has also resigned, although she does remain under investigation and charges are expected to be forthcoming against her. We showed you the body cam video of the incident yesterday, and the officer sounds like she meant to use a taser Uh, But it perhaps instead pulled her gun and shot the man as he was trying to resist arrest and drive away in a car. In a moment of rational thinking, the city manager of Brooklyn Center, Kurt Balgani, said that all city employees are entitled to something quite imaginable, due process. Uh,
2: All employees working for the city of Brooklyn Center uh, are entitled to due process with respect to discipline uh this employee will receive due process and that's really all that i can say today
1: now apparently you're not allowed to say anyone's entitled to due process that man was promptly fired by the mayor after calling for that due process which by the way should be entitled to all americans it's part of our constitution but apparently you get fired for it now now, over on Twitter, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib tweeted this about the shooting. It wasn't an accident. Policing in our country is inherently and intentionally racist. Dante Wright was met with aggression and violence. I am done with those who condone government-funded murder. No more policing, she said. Incarceration and militarization. It cannot be reformed. Quite a statement coming from a woman who spends her days in the U.S. Capitol behind a fence that is guarded by well-armed, government-funded members of the military. And I haven't heard her complaining or tweeting about that. And as Democrats smear police officers in one breath, they praise them when it's convenient and politically expedient to do so. Today, a memorial service was held in the U.S. Capitol Rotunda for Capitol Police Officer Billy Evans, who was killed last week by a man who slammed his car into a barricade at the Capitol. And even though we know we already do know the name of the officer who shot Dante while he, Dante Wright while he, is resisting, while he was resisting arrest. We still do not know the name of the Capitol Police officer, by the way, who shot Ashley Babbitt on January 6th during the Capitol breach. Don't forget, it took us less than 24 hours to learn the identity of the officer in Minnesota. But it has been months since January 6th. Still no information on who it was that shot Ashley Babbitt. Is something interesting to consider. Now, we have more on all of this coming up. Also, Anthony Fauci said the two, perhaps the two craziest things. I don't know. There is a long list of uh, things that he's said yet, and we are going to tell you about both of them coming up. And Hollywood is beginning to pull their productions from Georgia, but will they pick wider places to film their movies? More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you. Stick around.
0: Delve into the shadows
3: of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome
1: back to Dr. Tina Prime Time. Today, the CDC and the FDA announced that the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine should be paused after reports of rare blood clots. Six young women reported suffering blood clots days after receiving the vaccine. One did die and one is also in critical condition. But what if you just got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? Should you be worried? Here's what Anthony Fauci said from the podium at the White House today.
4: Well, I mean, if someone recently within days, I would tell them to just first of all, don't get an anxiety reaction because remember it's less than one in a million.
1: So if the chances of the blood clot are one in a million and the chances of dying from the blood clot are far less than that, then why did Fauci really call call for a pause in the administration of Johnson & Johnson vaccine? Here with me now to discuss Dr. Robin Armstrong. Dr. Armstrong, good to have you. Thanks for being with us tonight.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Doctor, this all seems very odd and also very sudden. If the COVID virus is so horrible that we had to be locked down for an entire year, We couldn't see our relatives in nursing homes. Our businesses were closed down. Many died of depression. I had two friends die of suicide due to COVID. Um, And we still can't go into crowds. We are muzzling ourselves quite literally with masks that we don't even know the contents of and that have been deemed dangerous in the past. Then, why is a one in a million chance of being hurt by a vaccine caused to shut down the distribution of said vaccine? Can you just help me understand this?
2: Well, it, you know, it's, it's a little hard to understand. I, 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 you know, have, I question whether the vaccine are even necessary just because of a, a disease that most people are going to survive from. So we probably should not be mass vaccinating anyone anyway. But, but I, I'll tell you, I think that that the, the, the complication that they're seeing in these six ladies, uh, they vaccinated about 6.8 million people with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. And there's six ladies that have these pretty severe uh, uh, side effects, the, these um, venous, uh, cerebral venous sinus thrombosis. And so it's actually not a blood clot, it's actually a little more serious than that. And so and so it's something that I think they want to make people aware of it because it is something that can be extremely dangerous and can kill people. Uh, one of the things that is concerning about this is the way we normally treat blood clots is with blood thinners uh, but but if you treat someone with, 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 with this type of thrombus with a blood thinner, then there's a chance that they could, could hemorrhage out and, and, and have a, a, a more serious complication. And so I think they're wanting to get the word out that that this there is a potential dangerous complications and they have to make absolute certain that this is not related to the vaccine. We've seen with Pfizer and Moderna that they've had a lot of complications with these vaccines and so you know, they were not fully tested. Uh, they, they came out quite quick, quickly and quite early. We're mass vaccinating people when it's completely unnecessary. And so I think what's happening now is we're seeing some serious complications and that's why they're, they're halting this and putting a pause on this now to make sure that doctors look for these signs and symptoms early and make sure that we know because the way we normally treat the thrombus could potentially kill these patients. And And I think that's That's what this pause is all about. It's about educating physicians to look for these signs and symptoms anywhere from six to 13 days after someone's been vaccinated with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine.
1: This is anecdotal doctor, but I have, you know, a lot of people that keep in touch with me via social media and other ways, knowing that I have, you know, somewhat of a platform. Um, And I have had many, many incidents of people writing to me with concerns specifically about deaths shortly after various vaccines um, due to stroke and heart attack that seemed to come out of nowhere for people rather young for it and maybe in their uh, 40s or 50s um, with, within just a few days of having had the vaccine with no prior uh, medical issues. Um, and, and these were from a, you know, a myriad of vaccines. You, know, you mentioned the Pfizer and the Moderna in addition to the Johnson and Johnson. Um, Is it possible, I know in some of these cases, for example, I'll have one family member that's just sure that one of the vaccines caused the problem, but then we have a number of other family members that don't want to think that, and so they're not really mentioning it, and they're kind of sweeping it under the rug, and maybe not even reporting it to the vaccine manufacturers. Can you talk to us about how families should handle these types of deaths and reactions to the vaccine? Because nobody wants to be the person who's responsible for putting fear, unwarranted fear on on a vaccine if it's effective, but also nobody wants to be the cause of someone not being suspicious or asking proper questions or getting proper testing ahead of something that is preventable and then being hurt or killed by it. So can you just talk to that for a moment?
2: You know, I think it's important for the Ameri- There's a vaccine registry that, that, that is available to every American. I think it is, it is our responsibility to report side effects, to report difficulties that people are having with the vaccine. I think it's important to make sure that we have those. This is, you know, when you have a vaccine that is produced this quickly, which is absolutely unheard of, I believe that, that, that it's, it's, a, it's a miracle of science that it was produced this quickly. But there's also a potential for side effects. And as a physician, we talk about how the best clinical trial is when you release it to the general public. So I think it's it's all of our responsibility. Whoever gets the vaccine, they absolutely should report any side effects because there's a registry that is set up for that purpose. The government needs to know that. The government needs to have that data to be able to determine whether these vaccines are safe. That's how these uh, six cases were found
1: okay so just to be clear about this does that mean that only six examples of um you know bad outcomes were reported to johnson and johnson
2: well no I'm, I'm i suspect there probably were more that were reported um these are the six that 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 had this specific uh, uh thrombus that that's that's in the brain you know this is a stroke i mean these ladies are having strokes is what's happening and, and th- this. Condition is so rare that, that for it to happen in, in this setting amongst relatively young women, that's why it became such a red flag for everyone because it's such a rare condition. It rarely happens. And so to see it happening in this setting, you know, one to two weeks after this vaccine, they're concerned that the vaccine could have something to do with this and could be causing this. And so that's why it sh- shot up such a red flag for everyone. And, and so I think it's important that 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 they study it. I think it's important that they have this pause that they make sure that it's not caused by some other problem because young women can get these who are on uh, have other issues but but like I say, it's such a rare condition that that for this to um, you know for this to happen in the setting of this vaccine is very concerning. I, I would contend that there's probably lots of other complications that we're seeing just like you said, anecdotally, we're probably seeing other Conditions that take place that we just don't know. We don't know the long-term side effects, and we don't know the short-term side effects of these vaccines. That's why, as a, as a medical doctor, I, I, I have been saying for a long time that 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 if we focus on therapeutics, that, then we really would not need a vaccine. We don't need to mass vaccinate folks when, for a disease where 99. You know, 8 899.89% 8, of the people are going to survive it. You know, we need to vaccinate those who are most vulnerable. And that just makes sense to me. And that's what we should have President, been done from, from the very beginning.
1: President Trump said in a press release today that the Biden administration made a big mistake by making this move. He said the results of this vaccine have been extraordinary, but now its reputation will be permanently challenged. The people who have already taken the vaccine will be up in arms. And perhaps all of this was done for politics, or perhaps it's the FDA's love for Pfizer. Doctor, I've read rumblings um, and I understand, unfortunately, I've done a ton of research. In fact, I've written books on the correlation sometimes between the money that's actually invested in these drug companies and the people who are promoting them and and not to mention the marketing arms of these companies that can be very, very powerful. And there's no question that these three companies are extraordinarily competitive with one another. And there's also no question that Dr. Fauci has ties uh, to other companies that are not related to the Johnson & Johnson. I don't know if he has any ties in particular to Johnson & Johnson. I did not have time to research that before I came on air tonight. Is it possible that one of the other companies um, either got to Dr. Fauci or just did the marketing to make sure that these six cases of these women were well known? Because I know of far more than six cases that have been reported of other incidents of folks dying that have been reported to me and that I know they have gone ahead and reported um, to the vaccine companies. Yet we're not hearing anything about those companies. So could this be a matter of either competition or straight up corruption?
2: Absolutely, it could be. And I'll tell you, with Moderna and Pfizer, those, two vac- those are mRNA vaccines. And so those are the vaccines that are actual gene therapy. This Johnson & Johnson vaccine actually is the one that, that, that I would have been more comfortable with taking than the others because it doesn't a, a, a affect your, it's not a gene therapy vaccine like these others are. And certainly um, we know that, that Fauci and, and Bill Gates and all these guys have been pushing the Moderna vaccine and the Pfizer vaccine. And so absolutely it could, it could be that. And so I, I think it's important that, that, that we check these six cases out, make sure it's not related to the vaccine but 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 then we move forward and i think we highlight what's happening with the moderna and the pfizer vaccines certainly those have had lots of issues we've heard lots of complications but it's not getting nearly as much press as the ones for uh, as these complications with the johnson and johnson vaccine so i think it needs to be investigated yes. i think they need to widen yeah. the investigation to
1: study those yeah um, so so, and here's another question. You mentioned the survival rate. If you're under 20 years old, your survival rate is 99.997. If you're 20 to 50, 99.98. If you are 50 to 69, 99.5%. Um, those survival rates are actually in tandem, if not better than, the regular old flu, which we've only, by the way, had a thousand cases reported this entire year compared to last year where we had 30,000 cases. So there alone, something's wrong. Where did the other 29,000 flu cases go? But if that's the case, how can anyone call for vaccine passports if the vaccines they're now deeming dangerous enough? To have called for a halt to the distribution of them, yet they're going to demand that you have them if you want to go about your daily business of life.
2: Well, you know, this is about control. It's about control, and, and that's what it's been about from, from the very beginning. You know, it's about it's about absolute control, and the Democrats want control, and that is why that is why they are are so hell bent on 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 vaccine passports. That's why there's hell bent on vaccine mandates. That's why they're hell bent on, on doing all these things that are are absolutely um, um, we as Americans should be opposed to. It, it is amazing to me how how they're pushing this. It's control, it's about big pharma, it's about big money. and, and, and I think that it, it's vital that we as Americans fight back. I really appreciate the fact that you're highlighting this, um, all the corruption in science. As a medical doctor, I have been so disappointed, so disappointed, and how the medical industry and science has been politicized throughout this entire pandemic. You know, we've treated folks with hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc, ivermectin. We've treated a lot, thousands of patients successfully. It's not gotten out. If you treat people with therapeutics, it would deem these vaccines unnecessary. And certainly, you bring up a good point that so many people survive this, uh, surviving COVID-19, even without vaccines and without therapeutics that just mass vaccination is unnecessary. And it's even dangerous, obviously. It's dangerous to these people who have had these these, 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 these side effects. Some of them have been fatal. And so I think it's important that we we, we we fight against the big pharma, we fight against all these folks, Fauci and all these folks who are pushing this narrative that, that everyone needs vaccines before we can get on a plane. We need vaccines before we can go to school. We need vaccines. We need to push back against that narrative and I think that, that, that you know, shows like this are helping and we need to keep pushing. So so I really appreciate the fact that you're highlighting this. Um, we need to keep pushing back because, I mean, we're not gonna be free if we continue to allow big pharma, big government and, and the Democrat party to control our lives like this. Um, absolutely, passports, you know, vaccine passports, un-American and, 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 and it's just not gonna happen. We're gonna fight this and, and, and we're gonna win.
1: It brings me back to my original sort of idea of all of the things that Dr. Fauci, uh, the CDC, the Surgeon General have vacillated on. Um, And the last one of those things are the masks. There are studies that the big big tech have, have hidden. You have to go onto alternative search sites like DuckDuckGo to find them now, but they're out there. Um, that say that masks are dangerous. Certainly breathing certain particulate matter out of the masks can be very dangerous. Wearing masks for extended periods of time is not recommended. In fact, it was uh, not recommended by Fauci, the CDC, and the Surgeon General right off the very bat. In fact, a lot of people said, well, what surgeons wear them all day long in the operating room? Well, that's true, but that's a completely different thing because because those rooms are infused with super high levels of oxygen to compensate for the fact that the doctor is oxygen deprived for much of the day. But our rooms, our offices, our homes are not. And so all of these risk factors make me wonder if these same experts who are now saying, oops, we were wrong and people died, in a few months aren't going to be saying, oops, guess what? We were wrong about masks too, and people are dying because of that. Is that the next chapter of this very sickening story?
2: Well, you know, I think that there's a strong possibility that that could happen because, you know, I can remember at the beginning of this pandemic, masks were the big push. I can remember Fauci saying, you don't need to wear a mask. You don't need to go out with a mask. I can remember in hospitals where I work, we were saying, don't wear a mask. You don't need a mask. And now they're talking about wearing two masks and, and three masks. Masks do not protect us from this virus. Uh, what protects us is, is, is being wise protects us hand sanitizing using sanitary techniques. If you're sick, you know, stay at home, you know, don't, don't cough on people and sneeze on people. That's what protects us. Asymptomatic spread is a myth. You know, I believe that, that COVID-19 and coronavirus and this pandemic has been the pretext to, to steal a presidential election, to change our voting laws. And now it's, it's, it's used as a pretext to, to shut down our schools, to shut down our churches. It's used as a pretext to control the populace. And and I believe that science is being corrupted to try and control our population. I believe that is wrong. And I believe the American people are not gonna stand for that any longer. I mean, we're tired of it. And and I believe that's the direction we're going. Listen, we are responsible. You know, look at Texas. The state of Texas is a great example where I live. We've opened things up completely in the state of Texas now. And what's happened? Our, our, Our viral infection rate has gone down. Our hospitalization rate has gone down. Our, 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 our the infectivity rate has gone down. All of our numbers have gone down, and, and, and we're completely opened up. And you still have yeah. states like California New York that are shut down, and their virus numbers are going up. It's a perfect example yeah. that we need to do well, something different.
1: It is. And and Florida, same way. We've been open from the very beginning and our rates have been just right in line um, with the normal population that did did all the closing and lost all the people and lost all the money and all the horrible things they did. Um, And, you know, Fauci, his comment on Texas was that he was confused by that, which I thought was very interesting. Of course he was. But Fauci said something else today that's very odd. In an interview, he said this.
4: Eating and drinking indoors in restaurants and bars. Is that okay now? No, it's still not okay for the simple reason that the level of infection, the dynamics of infection in the community are still really disturbingly high. Like just yesterday, there were close to 80,000 new infections, and we've been hanging around 60, 70, 75,000. So if you're not vaccinated, please get vaccinated as soon as vaccine becomes available to you. And if you are vaccinated, Please remember that you still have to be careful and not get involved in crowded situations, particularly indoors where people are not wearing masks.
1: So why get the vaccine?
4: Well, well absolutely. I, I,
2: I believe that they are so invested in fear. They want people to fear this. They want, this is what's happened from the very, very beginning. Uh, we treated a group, my, I, I'm a physician, and I treated a group of nursing home patients at the very beginning of this pandemic and was attacked for it. And the reason we were attacked, because if people knew at the beginning of this pandemic that, that elderly, frail people could get better with treatment and therapeutics, then, then they would not fear this. Fauci is invested in fear. He needs people to fear this. He wants people to be afraid. He wants people to, to, to stay in their homes. He wants people to stay in lockdown. Um, everything, all the science that we see now and the science that we see in Texas is saying the exact opposite of what he just said. What he needs to do is come and study the state of Texas and see how as open as we are right now, our numbers continue to decline. I believe that we're on the downside of this. I believe that that we're doing better. I believe what we need to do is open everyone up, send the kids back to school, Kids are not affected by this virus. Let people go back to work. Open up our society. I went to an event the other night here in Houston where we had large numbers of people there. We weren't wearing masks. There was no super spreader event. What is happening now is that people are are trusting themselves. We have to trust freedom and liberty. And we have to know that people are going to be responsible. We care about our neighbors. We're going to do the right thing to protect our neighbors. But we do not need government and the administrative state forcing us to do things that are not even keeping us safe. I believe this is more about control. I believe it's more about power than it is about science at this point. And I think that's very unfortunate.
1: Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Armstrong. We appreciate it. Thank you. Coming up, the city manager in Brooklyn Center Minnesota called for due process for the police officer involved in the Dante Wright shooting, and he was fired for it. We're going to tell you about the other people who lost their jobs in that city today. That's next, right here on Dr. Gina Primetime.
4: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome back to Dr. Prime Primetime. Now, two days ago, another officer-involved shooting caused riots to break out across Minneapolis. And almost immediately, the body cam video was released, and the officer's name was also released. The police chief in Brooklyn Center resigned today, but before he did that, he released the body cam video and said that the video appeared to show that it was an accidental shooting during a scuffle with police. Listen.
2: During this encounter, however, the officer drew their handgun instead of their taser. For informational purposes, we train with our handguns
4: on our dominant side and our taser on our weak side. So if you're right-handed, you carry your firearm on your right side and you carry your taser on the left.
2: This is done purposefully and is trained. As I watch the video and listen to the officers' commands, it is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. This appears to me from what I viewed and the officers' reaction in distress immediately after that this was an accidental discharge that resulted in a tragic death of Mr. Wright.
1: And as you watch the body cam video, you can see that the man is trying to jump back, at least it appears so, into the car and to get away. And you can hear that the female officer seems surprised that she shot the man with her gun instead of her taser. Um, the mayor of the town came forward and, she said, and said that she should be then fired. Listen.
5: We cannot afford to make mistakes that lead to uh, the loss of life uh, of, of other people in, in our profession. Yeah. And so I do fully support uh, releasing the officer of her duties. you
4: yeah. support her being fired?
5: I do. Okay.
1: But the city manager came to the podium and said that the officer is entitled to due process under the law. Listen.
2: Uh, all employees working for the city of Brooklyn Center uh, are entitled to due process. With respect to discipline, uh, this employee will receive due process. And that's really all that I can say today.
1: Here with me now to discuss attorney Aaron Elmore and the 2020 Republican nominee for California's 43rd District, Joe Collins. Great to see you both. Thanks for being with us.
6: Thanks
1: for having me. Um, Aaron, what happened to due process?
0: You know, Due process should exist for every man, every woman, every person of every race. And obviously what happened here is super tragic. It's awful. There is no upside to this for anybody involved. However, I will say after, you know, having been an attorney for well over 10 years, having watched this video, this does appear to be an accident. And I do believe that a jury would agree. This person does not deserve to go to jail for this. Um, However, You know, it's a sad situation, right? But you got to realize this person was resisting arrest, had expired plates on the car, I believe, and was wanted for a February 11th aggravated battery or aggravated assault. So these circumstances and these facts should all go into play here and all should be discussed in the totality of the circumstances. By no means did anyone deserve to lose their life. This officer's life is also going to be ruined. There are no winners here, but due process should play out. Everyone deserves it.
1: Joe, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib tweeted this. She said it wasn't an accident. Policing in our country is inherently and intentionally racist. Uh, She went on to describe some more of her thoughts about Dante Wright, and she said then, no more policing, incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed. Joe, that's strange coming from a woman who's guarded by the National Guard inside of a fence around the Capitol.
5: Yeah, absolutely. We all know that Rashida Tlaib, she's a little, well, I'll say a lot of bit radical. But, you know, it's kind of hypocritical for her to say that, knowing that not only is she guarded by the uh, National Guard and Capitol Police inside of the White House, uh, not inside the White House, but inside of, uh, you know, the, the the area in Washington, D.C., but she also has security. Um, I think one thing that we all have to understand is, yes, we don't have the most perfect police system uh, in the United States, but they have to start putting more money into our police, get them more training. What happened uh, you know, to that young man should have never happened uh, in, in anybody's line of work. And, and, and although it was an accident, the fact of the matter is we have to understand that our police force should remain professional at all times and part of that professionalism. Um, and the trend that they get right now is knowing the difference between where your taser is and and where your gun is. It is an accident, but I think accountability is something that uh, we should expect not only from this officer, but the police force as well.
1: Aaron, the governor of Minnesota um, tweeted this. I'm closely monitoring the situation in Brooklyn Center. Gwen and I are praying for Dante Wright's family as our state mourns another life of a black man taken by law enforcement. Um, You know, at the same time as we're talking about uniting and we're talking about, uh, you know, this country coming together and there's all of this talk about President Trump, who has been blamed for inciting something at January 6th, which has been largely proven uh, to have been, you know, completely other than it was described in media. Many of the things that media reported on January 7th and beyond have simply proven untrue. Um, But the media hasn't gone back and reported any of the changes as the facts have come out. And yet here we have someone saying uh, another life of a black man taken by law enforcement. Why is this not incitement?
0: You know, what's going on right now, we have a lot of protests and riots, whether it's Portland or here. And of course, we cannot in this country continue to have manufactured outrage and identity politics and have this outrage when it only suits the narrative that suits the left. So there are riots that are justified when someone's white kills someone that's black, but if there's white on white crime, it's largely ignored. And that's what's problematic here. It's not uniformly applied. When Republicans do something, it's incitement and censorship is justified and jail time, but Otherwise, they call it mostly peaceful protests, as you see cities burn to the ground and say sometimes protests don't have to be peaceful. We've heard things like that out of the mouths of Governor Cuomo and, you know, and governors across these liberal cities. But truly, it is a a matter of politics ruling what is acceptable and what is not. And if you're a Republican, straight up, nothing is acceptable.
1: But Joe, you know, as Aaron mentions, there's a double standard. There was a woman who was a Trump supporter who was shot and killed by Capitol Police. We know that. We still, though, do not know the name of the police officer, but the name of the officer who killed Dante Wright was released within twenty four hours. So how how is that even explainable by the left? They're never asked the question, but I mean, I, I just don't understand how that can be the case and the media doesn't ask the questions and the left is left is never held to account for that double standard.
5: I'll have to agree with Erin on the point that she made last time. It's always a double standard. Uh, if the left does something, it's considered all right because it's an emotional tie to whatever part of systemic racism that they want the uh, narrative to, to be pushed out. And uh, whenever someone who is Republican or conservative does something, it's always going to be wrong no matter what. I mean, throughout the whole entire year last year, you see Democrat after Democrat. and These are people who actually sit in office and cite violence, say, where are the riots? Where are the protests? Where are they standing up? Where, where's the uprising? Whereas when President Trump says, you know, let's go peacefully march and let our voices be heard. And then some unfortunate incident happens, you know, then all of a sudden it's an excitement and every single conservative or Republican are domestic terrorists. But this is a narrative that they push. This is why it's so important for us as conservatives and Republicans to actually stand up and start running for public office and start to remove these radical liberal uh, leftists from office and replace them with someone who actually has some common sense and who is gonna use thought and, and knowledge and facts in order to push policies instead of these emotional ties which people want to uh, correlate to racism. Well,
1: absolutely. Well, Aaron, Aaron Elmore and Joe Collins, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate you.
5: Thank, thank you. you, thank you.
1: Coming up, you won't believe what people are spending their stimulus checks on. I'm going to give you a hint. It has a trigger, and it's not a liberal snowflake. That's next, right here on Dr. Gina Prime Time. Stay put.
3: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality, so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle, find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Welcome back to Dr. Gina Prime Time. Just like we do every day around this time, Jessica Rivera joins us from our RAV Denver headquarters to talk to us about something that you probably haven't heard anywhere else. Jessica, what do you have for us today?
3: Well, Dr. Gina, I'm gonna start off by saying the left, the Democrats and council culture have an amazing way of driving up sales for companies they actually hate. And the latest industry in the line of fire, or you could say the latest beneficiaries, are the gun industry. Since the end of March, when the last stimulus checks went out, Reports show Americans are using stimulus money to buy guns and ammunition. This comes after President Joe Biden, his administration continue to call for a ban on assault weapons, stricter background checks, among other restrictions. A March report from the FBI shows background checks totaled almost 4.7 million, a new monthly record for federal background checks specifically for gun sales. The last time the gun industry saw a similar rise was during the pandemic and following the riots related to the death of George Floyd. One gun store owner even says customers are coming in saying Uncle Sam's helping them buy more guns. The firearms are being bought, the ones that are being bought, are compact pistols, shotguns, and AR-15s. And the reason? To get their legal purchase in before Biden makes good on his promise. Since the pandemic began, over eight million Americans have bought a gun for the first time So, Dr. Gina, every time Democrats, the left, and cancel culture, target the gun industry, it looks to backfire on them. And all those pundits within my story, I intended.
1: (laughs) Very good, Jessica. I appreciate that. And, you know, I'm not very surprised. I have to say that uh, the number of guns uh, in my family have definitely at least probably doubled this year. And I think that is because... When you start seeing the big arm of the law come down on you, uh, you know that you better you better get those guns bought now. And so I'm not very surprised to hear that. But I, I bet that the Biden administration doesn't intend their handouts to go to guns, right? And they're going to keep handing out. It's going to be interesting to see if more of their handouts in these multi-trillion dollar bills they're throwing all over the place of your money and mine um, are going to end up in gun sales. It's very interesting.
3: Absolutely and it's interesting because also in my research I found out that it's not necessarily uh, Republicans or Democrats or Independents. It is across the board. Everyone is purchasing them because when you are limiting somebody in an area um, like America that they only know freedom, when you uh, threaten a freedom, no matter what party line they stand on, they will almost run to exactly what you are threatening. And it really is almost psychological. So they're helping the gun industry.
1: Makes you wonder, you know, as he begins to tighten those gun laws, how many votes is he gonna lose? We'll have to watch and see. Thank you so much, Jessica.
3: You're welcome, Dr. Gina.
1: All right. Out in Georgia today, Will Smith has announced that he is not going to film his production called Emancipation in Georgia after all, because he thinks their new election law is racist. So I suppose he'll take his business to a state with fewer black people because, well, those black residents in Georgia didn't need jobs anyway, I guess. Here to discuss, Danielle D'Souza Gill. Danielle, great to see you. Thanks for being with us tonight.
6: So great to see you, Dr. Gina. Thank you.
1: Danielle, maybe Will Smith can move his production to Vermont or Maine, where the population is like 95% white. Uh, Because, you know, the black business owners hurt by the um, Major League Baseball uh, protests that took place, about 40% of the business owners in Georgia turns out are black, which is a very high statistic uh, per capita compared to the rest of the states in our nation. So I guess that should teach everyone in Georgia a big lesson about how racist voter ID is, right? Yes, and it's so
6: ironic because in any other situation, whether you're boarding an airline through Delta, whether you're trying to collect your government stimulus check, whatever it is, you have to have ID. So why is it all of a sudden racist to need ID in order to vote? But I think the statistic you mentioned just shows us that they really don't care about what's best for business owners in Georgia. They don't care about any of those things, um, black lives. They really only care about furthering their own agenda. And they really just wanna punish Georgia for uh, putting in these voter laws.
1: Yeah. It's a, there's so many memes come to mind these days. I'm thinking of this one that I saw that was a person getting pulled over by a police officer. And they said, do you have your ID with you? And he said, no, I'm on my way to vote. Why would I have an ID? guys that's the one time we're not supposed to have an ID, but all the other times in your life, you are supposed to have an ID. And so it really is a matter of just almost ridiculousness and not to mention true racism that people somehow think that because of your skin color, you're not a you know, capable enough of getting an ID, right?
6: Absolutely. I mean, I think it just shows us that the left, they really have absolutely no interest in, you know, um, winning with ID. I mean, there's absolutely no reason why that should preclude them from winning future elections, yet for some reason they think that it does and that worries them. And that worries me. So I really hope that, um, Georgia doesn't back down. And I hope that they're not intimidated by this. And I hope that other people make films there and show people in Georgia that, hey, you know, if they want to boycott you, we're going to go make films there instead.
1: Right. And another meme I saw was, I wonder if the devil also is going to boycott Georgia instead of going down to Georgia anymore. So many memes. Anyway. All right. um, Changing topics. I think back a few years ago during the Tea Party, Republicans came to power. They elected John Boehner as Speaker of the House. The left hated him. Remember, John Boehner was evil incarnate. But now that he's written a book slamming Trump and other conservatives, he's suddenly become the glory boy of the left. And he appeared on Stephen Colbert's show last night, and they had a great time smearing conservatives together, doing their favorite activity. Uh, Danielle, let's watch a little of John Boehner's appearance on Colbert's show they were really obsessed with the crazies on the right. Listen.
3: You, you said in 2011, when you were elected to the top job, you became the, quote, mayor of crazy town. Yes. Do you think you could tame the crazies? Do you see a, a, an inflection point within the party where they started to go so crazy right?
2: And what happened uh, around uh, 2009, 2010, 11, is that uh, uh, the right-wing media just went really they wanted noise, and they wanted more noise. And these people were only too happy to give them noise, and they got a lot of air And so uh, uh, I-, I saw the beginnings of this. It's gotten a lot worse since. And the problem is not just on the far right. It's on the far left as well.
3: Uh, let me just for a moment i'll accept your premise that uh, both sides do this though i'm i think that the republicans have gotten better at having a media arm that helps inflate their worst instincts than the democrats uh, do if if but if both sides do that how come nancy pelosi can corral her crazies and you can't corral yours
1: all right danielle there's a lot to unpack there but first of all What planet is Stephen Colbert living on where he thinks the right-wing media is controlling things? That's what I want to know.
6: Oh, my gosh. It's so crazy because I think that really they think that somehow – their cancel culture is acceptable. Them saying, oh, you know, you guys are a bunch of crazies, so we can't allow people to hear your media because it's just so powerful to elect someone like Donald Trump. And when you really look at it, it's like they have ABC, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, all of these outlets and so they really actually do have a very wide reach in the media i mean no question not to mention all the censorship that conservatives deal with on social media but i think that they're just trying to act like you know we need more fact checkers we need more suppression because your guys's thoughts are just getting too too powerful to actually win elections and um it really shows i think the fear in the left and people like stephen colbert
1: and he also said that Nancy Pelosi keeps her crazies under control. But I just wonder, did he miss Portland and Kenosha and Minneapolis, Washington, D.C., burning for months? I mean, I could go on and on. Colbert must really believe the wacky stuff he says. And doesn't look like Boehner was straight on his facts or was willing to correct him one or the other.
6: Absolutely not. I mean, he's definitely someone who's trying to just profit off of criticizing Trump off of being, um, you know, someone that can kind of be a media darling of the left and go on shows like Colbert's. But I mean, the reality is that what he's saying really isn't even true in any way. The right is literally constantly under fire from the left. We're, they're always trying to squash us, and yet we still find ways to get our ideas out. We find ways to to um, you know go against this huge juggernaut, which is the leftist media.
1: Do you think Boehner remembers, I remember just a few years ago when he was called pretty much every name in the book by the left because if he were speaker right now, Colbert would not have gone easy on him and he would have, Uh, probably not even had him on his show, to be honest, but he certainly wouldn't be promoting his book. They wouldn't be sitting there and laughing it up like two guys at a beer joint. And, uh, you know, he would have been the one on the defensive. But it's funny how either jealousy, maybe Boehner was a little jealous of the sunlight that perhaps Donald Trump stole away from him, or financial need will motivate people to go a long way too. something completely about faced him, didn't it?
6: Absolutely. And I think now, you know, the left, they're willing to cozy up to uh, the Bush family, to all these people that they used to be so vehemently against. And it's only because of their hatred of Trump and because they see them, I guess, as I guess, the lesser evil compared to more effective people like Trump. But yes, I mean, I think someone like Boehner, I mean, they just soak in all of this Um, attention that they're getting. And it's really maybe the most attention that they're ever going to get in the future. So they're kind of enjoying this moment, but I don't think it will really last long. Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly. All right, Danielle, it is almost the end of the show. So that means it's time for our meme of the day. The item we see in this picture, or that looks very much like a pistol, self-identifies as a cordless hole punch, you'll be glad to know. And we have several different models for punching different sized holes. So Danielle, what size hole punch do you prefer? <laughs> um, let's see, the largest possible. <laughs> That's um, right. That is too That's funny. Right. It, And with, like I told you, I love the memes. And and with that, we will let you go. But I want to get you back soon. It's been fun having you, Danielle. Thank you so much.
6: Thank you, Dr. Gina.
1: Absolutely. And now you know what to do when Biden bans your guns. You can just say, oh, this isn't a gun at all. This is a whole punch or whatever you want it to be, a whole punch. I just absolutely love that. All right, and thank you so much to all of you for joining me tonight. Thank you to everyone here at your new home for Real News, Real America's Voice, RAV TV. Don't forget to check out my podcast, if you would, at justthenews.com. You just go to podcast and scroll down till you see my face and subscribe and send it to your friends. Live from studio, 6B up next with Damon and the crew. Hug your children, love your God. You go boldly now and live the truth. Amen.